to episode 158 of the Book Wars pod. I'm Chris. I'm here with the full crew tonight. We've got Kate, Rana, Miranda, and Kristen. Which is a fucking Christmas miracle for many reasons, including the fact that we just did like an hour of technology troubleshooting. So, you know. Isn't today the exact day we were told by Twitter that we were a professional account? This is a professional... Uh, <laughs> No, I just noticed that button today, and I said, oh, we're a professional account. <laughs> I was going to say, was that, like, something that we picked, or did they select us to be professional? Yeah, no one would we ever select it. us as professionals. I don't think they listen. <laughs> <laughs> Much like all of the world. Oh, They're just man. like, they've existed for fucking five years at this point. Just fucking give it to them. Who cares? Jack Jesus. or Elon Musk, if you're listening, please tweet at us. <laughs> No, don't, don't tweet at us. Just don't give us money. I would literally rather no one ever heard our podcast ever again. Yeah, I'm good. If you say his name backwards three times, he appears. Oh my god, just finish the intro. I don't want to find out. Also, um, I don't want to try to pronounce that. So. Yeah, it's it's gonna be weird. Uh, anyway, so this week we are for the first time in a very very long time reading comics. Um, we are reading. Volume one of the Higher Public Adventures uh, by Daniel Jose Older, as well as kind of doing a quick journey through volume one of the Marvel Higher Public series by Kevin Scott. Uh, as a reminder for folks who are newer to the pod, uh, we don't read the Marvel comics because C.B. Sabolsky is a piece of shit in many regards, uh, including uh, faking being Asian to get jobs. Uh, and My so. We, yeah, we just don't fuck with that. But the High Republic being such an integrated story effort presented us with challenges. And so we are acknowledging the comics, going to quickly talk through them, and encourage you all not to read them. <laughs> we so read yeah, it no. so you don't have to. Exactly. exactly. I, I didn't really read the Marvel comics. I just kind of read one, but it was on that like janky Russian website. Oh, yeah. That website was bad. So it, And it I was, was reading like, it on my phone. Yeah. So it took I had a while. To- had to be oh, at 20% very bad zoom, like out, not like if a normal page is 100, I was at 20%. And also <laughs> there were just ads popping up over everything, but we made it. Y'all, Adblock Plus is a yeah, great on my phone because I, like, I also have a really old computer and I'm pretty sure I know where it is. There's only so many. I think it's like well, buried behind something on a well, shelf. I don't know what to tell you. And I could not go to that website on my work computer. I tried. Oh, I did. (laughs) My tech person is totally going to message me in the morning and be like, were you looking at Russian porn? And they'll be like, sorry, it was Star Wars. Only in the pop-up ads. Better or worse? I I mean, I don't know if she's going to know those are mutually exclusive. So upset. Um, Great. (laughs) So good. Anyway, we would never endorse pirating anything, but... No, 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 no. But anyway, it's spoiler pod, so you just, you just, you just get the close notes. So you're welcome. Yeah. Um. Before we dive in, what are we drinking? I can I'll start us off because I have very little to say about it because this can has been in my fridge for over a year, um, and there's very little information on it because it's <laughs> just like made at the brewery that day. Uh, it's from Raices Brewing, which is my favorite brewery in Denver. 
and uh, it's their Esmeralda, which was their like Irish style red ale last year. Um, it was good. It's a giant can, and yeah, I uh, I decided it was finally time to have it before it went bad. And if it does, I don't know if it does, but it's not particularly high alcohol. It's uh, I don't know. There's no details here. It just says it was. <laughs> canned on may 1st last year and what the style is and that's it but yeah shout out to the people at aesas i love them they're an awesome brewery oh we really want to go there yeah highly recommend it except with dogs you have to have dogs outside of the fence that's the one downside is like it's not yeah well um yeah i'll go over to Kristen, who looks like she would definitely benefit from a drink thank you (laughs) i know i just finally opened mine we only had um double ipas in the fridge so um i'm drinking a nine percent double ipa from uh it's called beak breaker it's from pelican brewing company i also have uh a yangling (laughs) which my uh which my parents brought me and i'm drinking them slowly but surely so lucky you oh no i am very lucky (laughs) anyway they were my technology issues so (sighs) sorry everyone good job we're 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 so mad our podcast is usually so professionally and seamless you know professional. (laughs) all right i've got god i've been waiting to open this beer for like an hour um I just like popping the tab on on on. Well, I'm like halfway recording. through mine. I like I I didn't even wait. Oh well, I feel like that says more about you than anything else. Um, I've got a beer from Sunitas Brewing. It's a their prickly pear sour. Um, Space Jess at Space Jess, a lousy beautiful town pod was uh here. Um, I don't know what time it is not last weekend, the weekend before that, and Ron and I basically had, like, a sleepover weekend and just bought us so much fucking beer, and our fridge is still 50% beer, I'm pretty fucking sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is one of them. Thanks, Jess. (laughs) Sponsor of the pod. (laughs) Um, I'm also drinking a sour from Sunitas Brewing Company, although it is a different one. It is their uh, Earl's Out Sour, which is an Earl Grey Lemon Sour. Uh, it's quite refreshing. It is also huh. their Pride Month beer uh, that they specifically brewed in. Uh, I don't remember what the do you remember what the event was called? Um, it was the Big Queer Beer Fest. Yeah, in they, Denver. Was, thank you. They they brewed it for the Big Queer Beer Fest in Denver. The what now? Mm-hmm. It was great. It was super hot. We put Orca in a backpack, and he brought so much joy. <laughs> To our people, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was a delightful time. <laughs> I love queers and beers. Come, come next June. <laughs> Famously, it's true. I just said, "What you got, Burby?" Uh, I was drinking water, but I ran out of water during the technical problems. <laughs> uh, <laughs> time period. So now, now I have nothing. I should get more water. Wow, <laughs> tough but fair. <laughs> <laughs> It is possible for you to get up and and go get some if you want. No, I, I I might, but I have to I have to mute, and then I'm gonna miss some conversation. It it's doesn't a whole matter. Situation. It's a whole situation. I'll just come in and start making comments again anyway. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, and then for our episode, uh, our cause this week is. Chris, Brigada did you Soligati. say what you were drinking? Yeah, I'm He's drinking the gay the, sour. The gay sour. Sorry, the, sorry. From the queers your beers Seriously losing my mind. I'm very sorry. You're doing great. Good job, everyone. (laughs) 
All right, and then for this week, our cause that we are encouraging people to donate to if they're able is Brigada Solidaria del Oeste. Uh, it is a mutual aid group uh, asking for emergency essentials for residents. I, I'm assuming this is specifically in Puerto Rico. It is. Okay. Well, it's not uh, fucking in Wisconsin. I'm going to tell well, you Well, no, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. Obviously, like, yes, I'm guessing they're asking specifically for Puerto Rico. I didn't know if it is specifically a Puerto Rican organization. It is. is nodding. All right. is Perfect. So it is a Puerto Rican mutual aid group asking for donations of emergency essentials for residents uh, in the wake of the uh, flooding there due to Hurricane Fiona. Yep. Um, and so they are looking for first aid kits, water filters, solar lamps, and water purification tablets. Um, also, they're welcoming monetary donations as another form of direct aid. And you can give that to their PayPal, which is Brigada Solidaria Oeste at gmail.com uh so for those who aren't good at sounding out spanish spelling it's b-r-i-g-a-d-a-s-o-l-i-d-a-r-i-a-o-e-s-t-a-t-e sorry damn so close at gmail.com we can also it'll be, tweet it. it'll be in the sh- yeah it'll be in the show notes <laughs> there you go it'll be in the show notes put it on our socials too oh for sure yeah uh so we'll we'll, we'll put that out there um but yeah please give them money because how many times does puerto rico have to get absolutely fucked just i know I, they still haven't even recovered from no hurricane maria no nope. also ago, it's fuck awful. colonialism yep. and yep. the fact that they're getting like no attention for this ridiculous disaster absolutely yep. and the fact but don't worry because every channel was carrying the queen's fucking funeral <sighs> oh also wasn't it within the last year that uh the supreme court decided that puerto rican citizens have uh no right to u.s uh, like medicare and other uh, social benefits what? so <laughs> so much was on fire i didn't even yeah. see that although i'm not surprised i am not surprised but what the fuck yeah i know that's these well, supreme court. isn't it you can't have it both ways just knocking it out of the park Bones. out there bunch of white people i don't care and clarence thomas or whatever fuck him uh Woo, politics pod. Speaking of disasters, where and when are wow, we? Wow, great. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of disasters, welcome to the Book Wars pod. Oh, my God. That wasn't even what I meant. I was talking about the, the great disaster, it famously. Was a, it was a segue. It was, wah, yep. Wah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, anyway. Yikes, where and when are we during these comics? Well, we're still in phase one of the High Republic, so... We're in the High Republic. Yeah. Uh, so we're still 200 years, approximately, before the Phantom Menace, and we are still centered around the Legacy Run disaster. Um, I want to say that, just reading between the lines in terms of... Or not between the lines, rather, from context clues from... Uh, the Marvel comic that that's kind of in the latter half of Light of the Jedi because they mentioned Jaramali's death. And then I don't know what the hell IDW is doing. Maybe like a little bit after that. Um, yeah, that part didn't, it was like, uh, a r- it was after the Starlight Beacon dedication. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it was fucking up the, the bugs. Yes. No, yeah. that was the Marvel comic too. I oh, it was one. the Marvel. Yeah. yeah, no, the Marvel comic. So the fucking up the bugs was right before the <laughs> the uh, dedication ceremony. Yeah, and the baby um, Jedi, they were on the. They were after. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they they were like going and hanging out there. Yeah. Is what happened in this book, indeed. But yeah, so it is as Kate said after Jorah Mally's death, after Skier lost his arm, 
uh, notably, because he doesn't have an arm in And he talks about it a lot. Comics. Everyone talks about yes. it. Everyone talks about it. It's very, it's very like, hey, did you notice your arm's gone? Like, <laughs> Oh, you don't say. I just woke up today and it was just like that, you know? Just wandered there off was in the night. No doubt that his species grows back their limbs. You hear it about 900 times in these five chapters. Yep. So. You do. Incredible. Um, so I can just do a quick run through of Marvel and then we can talk through anything we want to talk through. That work for folks? Yeah, because fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, it works even if you say it into the mic, Chris. No, it doesn't. Marvel doesn't deserve for us to say it into the mic. Uh. Um, so the Marvel series introduces us to perfect Angel Keeve Trennis, who has never done anything wrong in her life. Um, she's so potty mouth. I love. I mean, of course, I just love her because I am myself. <laughs> she is Skier's Padawan slash graduates to a Jedi Knight uh, after the first issue, and then the rest, the next four issues that we read, we read issues one through five, uh, were about her Skier, and then the non-binary Jedi siblings Tarek and Serret uh, investigating. A Nile attack slash Drengear infestation. I will say that her knighting ceremony was um, alarming looking. Like, the way it was drawn, I was like, is she being decapitated? No, okay, we're good. Never mind. No <laughs> I mean, okay, that's fair. what knighting ceremonies always look that, like. I know, that's but true. just because there was no expectation and all of a sudden there's a lightsaber at her throat, I was like, wait, oh, no, we're good. Okay. <laughs> Did you? it was like a weird dream. It's like, I mean, this is, it's especially alarming, I feel like, because they have to cut off the Padawan braid, so they have to get especially close to your head. Exactly. And so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you all ever play or watch the cutscenes from Fallen Order? No. There's a scene where Seer knights Cal, except she does it with an Inquisitor's lightsaber, and, like, it's a very, like, she's, like, kind of in a dark place when she does it, so she, like... It's like he's he's he says something like I'm just a Padawan or something, and she's like no, and then she ignites the sword, and you're like, are you gonna kill him? And it's just bright red, glowing, and it's just yeah, no, it's, it's very it's, funny. It's bunches, honestly. I know that pe- a lot of people have a soft spot for for Cal, but I would have been like, you know, if she had cut this white kid's head off, I've been like, yeah, all right, that's the game, cool. <laughs> I stand by uh, Jedi game. Survivor will be uh, the story for that will be well served if they kill off Cal halfway through. That'd be ironic. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, the survivor's Marin. Um, oh, shh. Stop. I would love that so much. I know. Anyway, um, the, <laughs> um, the, the, the only thing, the, 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 the main comment I want to, I want to point out here is, um, what, what, if, even if you don't read the, the Marvel comics, you should Google how the Drenger, Drenger are drawn just because they show up. And I'm just like, I know they're supposed to be ferocious and scary and they have many mouths and they're here to like fucking stab you with their vines and, all y'all know I'm afraid of trees because I grew up in the city and, you know, this is supposed to be terrifying for me. But I was just like, the way the leaves are drawn, I was like, That's, they literally look like fucked up Big Bird to me. And I just don't, I don't. <laughs> I'm just looking at them and I'm just like, you're a joke to me. <laughs> they look so fluffy. And I'm just like, oh, right. There's murderous trees. It's fine. They're, it's they're whatever. They're murder trees. They are. They're murder trees. Um, Chris, do you want to sum up real quick what what this adds to our knowledge of the higher public um it's basically that all the dread gear across the galaxy are woken up now on account of what happens in, in yeah essentially dark, yes. so it basically confirms what the dread gear told uh, told um wreath 
in, as you said, Into the Darkness by Claudia Gray. That into the dark. There's no in, nest. <laughs> into the into the dark nest. No. Um, that oh, basically, yeah. the the colossal nature of uh, Comac and Orla's fuck up. Uh, not only did it wake up the Drengear on the station on um the Amaxine station, but it actually woke up their who they call, I believe, the Great Progenitor. Was that mentioned in this one? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, which it seems like essentially they're sort of a hive mind. Uh, and Is that like that forest in Colorado or somewhere where it's a bunch of trees, but it's one tree? Like what? that Aspen Grove? Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. There's oh. like a tree system that, listen, trees are fucking frightening. There's this tree <laughs> system, and they basically they're, they're all have the same, it's all the same root system, so that's basically one plant. It just looks like many trees. That's weird. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, I, t- I told you the Drangir. Hmm? Yeah, um, but it's if you've played Halo, it's it's like the flood in the grave mind. Uh, it's very similar vibes. Um, but anyway, so yeah, they are now awake throughout the galaxy, and they have been existing throughout the outer rim in, you know, sleeping and stasis, however you want to call it. And now they're awake, and they appear to be popping up everywhere. And I think they're mad. I'd be mad if I got woke up. Also, Sam. I think they're just hungry. I mean, I'd be mad if both hungry and mad at all times. Yeah. Number one word uttered in these five issues was meat. Meat fight. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm here for. Um, I will say it was also cool, kind of cool to see the the totems, the the idols or whatever the fuck um, actually like depicted in the comic for like five seconds. Because I kind of was envisioning them as... I don't know if I grew up in a neighborhood where like a lot of folks had like little shrines to the Virgin Mary outside of their front house. And, the you know, if you know what those look like, then you know about how big they are. I was imagining them about that size. But no, they're like I thought they were pillars. No, what? Yeah, no, the, 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 the idols are huge. I had just reading about them in um, Into the Dark for whatever reason. I just imagined them being a much more manageable size <laughs> for whatever reason. I don't I don't know. It's it's fine. It was As also someone interesting. who also saw this all the time growing up, I 100% see what you're saying. Yeah. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, I was just going to say it was also interesting to me to see the Drengir were talking about a little bit of their history, and it was actually the Sith or some sort of dark side acolytes who imprisoned them in the first place. Um, they were saying that they kind of originally allied with the Sith because, you know, they both like to fuck shit up, but then the Sith panicked because they didn't know how to kill the Drengir. <laughs> and so they just imprisoned them all essentially and that stayed that way for several hundred thousand unclear years fucking trees fucking trees man kill you anyway anyway want to go to the good comics yeah that's not fair these comics it's it's not kevin scott's no and ariani dito's fault it's really not they're they're very high quality comics marvel just sucks Mm -hmm. um the babies yes high republic adventures um by daniel jose older our our fucking fave (laughs) this is Um, a really fun one Lots right of fun species too. Oh, absolutely! No, I was like, I, I, I love this. It. We'll talk about this um, a little later on, but this is just Daniel Hosley Older has a just like is just such a is a unique voice, and it leaves his fingerprints just all over everything he does um, in very specific ways. But we'll talk about that in a hot second. <laughs> um, yeah, I can we start by talking about Yoda because Yoda baking is just beyond my reckoning like i i I had seen the there's you know i had seen the panel of him um being like we brought delicious pastries for you 
Um, because somebody had like screenshotted it and stuck it on Twitter, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Obviously, and and so you know, see, seeing it in context. But did Yoda make them, or did someone yes. else? He did. Oh, I missed it. No, he Yoda did. Okay. It was his recipe. Making people do things again. Okay, that makes more sense. All right. Well, sorry, Yoda. <laughs> that's a fair. That's a fair question. No, he 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 made them with his with his little claw hands. <laughs> What? Don't apologize to Yoda. He's the white people of Star Wars. <laughs> there are many white people of Star Wars, to be clear. Yeah, because all the people right. are this white. This is so true. I was going to say, was... this is... He's I was going to say... Is he the white people of the Jedi, question mark? Is that specific enough? Also I think just the Jedi's Jedi. fall... Yeah, most of the... I feel like the Jedi Order is a bad analogy for... I mean, they're going around trying to enforce their rules on other people, you know. We get it. They've turned into defunct cops by the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I swear I like Star Wars. I don't know why I'm like this. (laughs) Well, no, but I mean, that is interesting because one of the things that we talked about with um, Light of the Jedi and Into the Dark is that they don't have the same vibe in the High Republic that they do in the prequel era. And here, like, there's no bigger difference than Yoda, who, like, there's, like, that, like, fantastic meme of like uh yes like yoda yoda and empire strikes back like little gremlin i am i will jump on your shoulders and oh then God. like don't do the voice I, I and then yoda in the prequel yeah please pull oh. it up okay oh chris don't this do the voice though that's favorite. not i'm not yes. mm. nobody wants that where the fuck are you yoda and the originals he he hoo hoo little creature i am Ooh, hoo 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 oh my god see sorry is that better just <laughs> better for folks. I don't really like it. I, don't I like, like it when Miranda reads things in a dead voice. So <laughs> Yoda, Yoda in the prequels backflip. I do responsible for war crimes. I am. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and so like we're 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 much closer to like little creature he he hoo hoo Yoda in the High Republic. Great. It's true though. Um. Yeah, no, he's just he's just he's shockingly inoffensive when whereas whenever he shows up in most of in the in the in the I don't know, in in the fall fall of the Jedi era, he's just the most irritating. Anytime he opens his mouth, it's just bringing about the empire. <sighs> he is, isn't he? He's uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um I was also pleased like I mean, the first of all, him 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 baking is just like unbelievable but the fact that he does it to like welcome this force sensitive child who he's just like well we can't train you but we're still gonna be nice to you unlike like baby anakin shows up at the temple and he's just like oh hello you've just been freed from fucking slavery what if we um just insult you and tell you you fucking suck (laughs) so wait i have a logistical question sorry go ahead and also tell you that you are the chosen one don't fuck it up so i have a logistical question about yoda baking do we think Yes. That the Starlight Beacon, whatever the hell it's called, has a Yoda-sized kitchen. Or do we think he had to use the Force in a different species-sized kitchen? He de- or- definitely... <clears throat> yes. No, no. There's right. secret option number three, yes. What? Yeah, I was just going to say, or maybe they have a variety of kitchens for many different species. You know, what? that's actually kind of a wonderful question. We read I that think- story in from another point of view about the chef on Cloud City. I'm just saying. We okay, know, I, we know I there are like, kitchens. I, I feel fe- like it would be like one kitchen, but with like a lot of accommodations. 
I f- so like see, technological ways to get up there, like a yeah, booster and seat like, or you know, like stuff for different. A booster seat. I was <laughs> I'm say a step a- stool. <laughs> I'm picturing a booster seat. Like when I say that, I'm not picturing like a baby booster seat. I don't know why I called it that. I'm picturing a seat that floats, kind of like the interrogation droids, um, but it's a chair. Oh my god! And Yoda gets to sit in it. That'd be. It's pretty just Yoda cool. sitting it's like in Grogu's pram, but it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my fucking! I was like, so see, I feel like it's either what Burb said, where we have accommodations, or it's one of those like fucking stupid things where it's just like, well, the average size of a creature who is probably going to be on here is a humanoid, and so we're just going to take a happy medium, and then everyone will be grumpy because that's yeah, what that's, life is that's like. That's kind of like one of those, but with some accommodations, is what I'm thinking. See, I I disagree with kate with you and rana and i don't know if i agree with burb i think i'm i'm closest to burb but i think it's like a three bears situation except there's like three million bears and there's just like three million different ovens and they're all different sizes no there's ones place on starlight beacons dude it's power it it's oh okay also it's only so big i'm I'm sorry how do you rig the water in how does any of it work burb (laughs) bro god just fake nuclear fusion dude it's a fucking space station it's only so fucking big it like it's basically an infinite kitchen size exactly like it's just like where they have infinite utensils for however many fingers and prong things through the force all things are possible my god the force doesn't invent fucking tentacle forks or whatever the fuck you want like why do we not have a drop for that's not how the force works Ooh, why oh, don't good we? One. Yeah, we'll we don't have any drops this episode. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, Technical well. difficulties, etc. <laughs> we know you love hearing our voices. <laughs> I can make I can make drops. Oh my god! Please don't. <laughs> but you know, I don't even know if that like... was an air horn or a quote that I missed. I'm so upset. Or R two D two. Or Miranda. <laughs> Who's to say? I do like that your air horn now just sounds like a blaster. Like (laughs) that. That's kind of on brand. You've come full circle. It's it's big Arrested Development has Miranda ever seen a chicken vibes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) I have not. (laughs) Now I'm just picturing them like using blasters, but like those rubber chickens. This feels like a robot That's, chicken sketch. I was going to say, it's literally what it feels like. All right, we've gone far afield. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to know about the kitchen. No, 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 I I'll feel like... You. That's oh my god! That's a fair question. Then Miranda started making mouth noises, and here we are. <laughs> no, um, it wasn't a fair question. It's just, you know, that's where my mind was, I guess. No, I think it's a fair question, because I also... Listen, when I say that I'm delighted that um, folks who have grown up with this, like, who have, like grown up with like original star wars and in this fandom are now like writing the high republic stuff like these are the questions that the fandom wants asked like you know like how like you know how does the refresher work or you know what does the fucking kitchen look like or whatever the fuck like these are these are the questions that they're trying to answer because they are they're just like us and these are also the things that they've been wondering for you know however so many years and so um no i can i kind of I kind of I kind of love that question. Also, world building is fun. Um, okay, so Yoda baked pastries for people. The the people being children, including Zine is her name, yeah. Yes. Um, the force sensitive baby who is too old to be trained as a Jedi, but gets to hang out, I guess. Which is, 
honestly, like the fact that she even is allowed to hang out feels like something that the late Republic Jedi would absolutely never, ever, 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 ever do. Oh, absolutely. I also just don't understand how this question has never been answered. Like we see so long of a timeline and they still don't know what to do. It's like mm-hmm. they have never figured out a middle ground, an internship program, mm-hmm. like right? something. Right. I think this is her internship program. Like it's well, accidental. But yeah. Still though, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's, it is, it is, I mean, again, it is an ongoing question. What do you do with force sensitives who like can't or don't want to or whatever the fuck, like, or aren't scooped up by the Jedi? Like what, what, what happens to them? Um, and it seems like she's gone her whole life just being like, I don't know, being Elsa and Frozen, basically, and just being like, yeah, this is not like happening. <laughs> conceal don't feel? Yeah. Conceal well, don't I have feel. to wonder how many people on that planet are force sensitive, mm-hmm. but because the culture is to hide that and, you know, otherwise you'll be persecuted, I have to wonder, like, maybe there are lots of planets like that where there are tons of force sensitive people and they just don't ever really get to explore that or use that and... I don't know what happens. Yeah, no, it's a curious question. Especially for folks like, I mean, obviously there are different types of force, like different aptitudes for force sensitivity in terms of just like what your affinity is for. Like, you know, like obviously Leia didn't really present like obvious force sensitivity in her childhood, aside from being like extremely intuitive, um, like preternaturally intuitive. But like, you know, other folks just like, I don't know. I feel like it's like, with Harry Potter where he just like blows stuff up by accident and like <laughs> magically grows his hair. But, like that those people have to exist too, That's right? That's what like, I just, was thinking, but yeah. then I didn't want to mention Harry Potter for uh, for, you know, reasons, but I was thinking that I was like is it one of those situations where these like kids are just causing disaster all around them and they think that they're like bad terrible children, but really they just need mm-hmm. to learn how to use their force? Yeah, no, these are, like, these are their force, the force. <laughs> also, it's only theirs actually. That was like a George W. Bush the Google situation. <laughs> That just makes me wonder what kind of, like, force young person Finn was. Oh, that's a great question. I would, man. That could be a book. That, you know, it could. I would read the fuck out of the book. I would, too. I recognize we're biased because we're a Star Wars book pod, but, like, I I would like to know that story. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, God knows there are so many stories we can tell about just Finn as a character and I don't know when or if we are ever going to get them because what the fuck is going on at Lucasfilm just like as a whole in terms of planning or anything or whatever. No one knows. No one ever knows. So Yeah, just like Disney hoped when they bought Lucasfilm for $8 billion, there's no movies for at least six years. Boop-a-doop-a-doo, as you do. Un- I mean, for a track record, it was like six years wasn't that bad looking at the overall timeline, but yeah, now it's uh, surprising. We did get a bunch in rapid succession. We did. No, it's true. That was real nice. It's Some more just like looking count. at them. Yeah. We got... We got Somehow. We got, well, let's see. How many movies came That's out? We got four movies and one abomination. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it is getting back to your point, Rana, it is kind of unbelievable that they never figured it out, but also like, at least looking at the Jedi in the prequel series, it, it almost is a little bit more believable to me. It's less, it's like more unbelievable that in this area where they're better that they didn't figure it out. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good point. Like, we know in this era they have the infrastructure. They have every resource they could ever want. They have all of the sociopolitical power. Like, maybe not sociopolitical, maybe just social power. But still, um, yeah, I for mean, sure. They've got geopolitical power. 
they do, but I, if I say that they have all of the social political power, it kind of makes it sound like their role in the political scheme is different than it is. But yeah, yeah. no. Um, yeah, I guess I hear what you're saying. It's definitely weirder to me that they don't have that now when they have everything figured out. Like you have statues carved into rocks and millions of temples scattered across the universe. Like, okay, probably hundreds, but still. No Jedi left behind. Yeah. Although I will say, like, in... like Man, it's really just a George W. Bush... Wow. Uh, a reference party today. Yikey yike. Um, I will say Kate, that, like... Kate's going to throw a shoe at Chris by the end of the pod just to... <laughs> I mean, you've, you're acting like I've never done that in my life. <laughs> That's why I said you would do it. <laughs> the the end of that Yoda meme, the hee-hee-hoo-hoo, uh, is... George Bush after and, and during, during his presidency. The, yep. His presidency. Yep. Oh, um, fool you once, right? Get it? Haha. Ha, reference bleh. again. There we go. Won't, won't get fooled again. <laughs> um, Fuck's sake. God, Bushisms are really just the gift that keeps on giving if you don't mind wanting to kill yourself. And if you uh, just <laughs> forget about all the genocide. Yeah, exactly. Crimes, you know? Exactly. Um, just like Yoda. <laughs> just like Yoda. Um, no, but what I was going to say is. Um, I will say it does seem like when, like, Yoda and uh, Buckets of Blood and Avar and Cantum are, like, having this discussion about with, like about Zine and with her, like, it feels like it is a discussion that they've had before. Like, it's relatively quickly after they met her, and they're like, okay, what are we going to do? And they're like, well, she can at least stick around here to, like, hang out while we figure it out. And, like, it definitely feels like this has happened before and there may not be a one size fits all solution, but it doesn't feel unprecedented. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. It seems like a, a comfortable conversation for them. Like they've definitely had it before. Uh, apparently Yoda's going to have it a lot more times because we all know what happens when Anakin rolls up. <laughs> Bad stuff. Bad stuff. <laughs> Yoda's going to so- have it a lot more times and it's just every time Anakin does something wrong. <laughs> Can we kick him out now? How many times do we think Yoda has had that conversation in his life that he's been like, that child so is many. too old. Like he's have to have, he's been alive for hundreds of so years. Many. He has to have said this like two, three, four, five, six, seven dozen times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would tend to agree with that. It's got to happen like every couple of years. Oh yeah. You would think. Big Absolutely. galaxy. Absolutely. You know, he's just like there, he sticks his head into the fucking like practice room and Anakin's just like exploded something else and he's just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real reason Yoda goes crazy by the Clone Wars era. He's just been saying, I told you so for 10 years. No, he's just been dealing with yeah. Skywalkers for 10 years and just the concentration of Skywalkers. It would fuck anybody After up. however so many hundreds of years he's been alive, he's just like, yeah, I'm done. My brain's just, my brain's done. <laughs> Goodbye. See, I'm like, Dagobah is made of mercury and or lead. <laughs> but I think my problem is that he's already fucked Both. up. Like... He's clearly losing his sanity within the prequels. Oh, yes. He's not thinking clearly. That's for goddamn sure. So, but maybe yeah. maybe I have my correlation and causation mixed up. Like, maybe he already had mercury poisoning, and he was like, let's go. Those maybe tentacle forks getting, will get you. I love tuna. Maybe he's getting it. old and Yoda years. They gotta yes. have an old age eventually. Mm-hmm. It's he true. Like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he did not use sunscreen. Oh, <laughs> I wonder when their species scales up. Like, Grogu is so fucking small. For some reason, I was like when... it as like a Pokemon evolution, and I was like, I don't think they do that. Do, but do, now I, do, I mean, do, maybe they do, don't. Do, maybe you're do, right, Rana. Do, do, do. 
what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't know. I love Grogu with all my heart, okay? I don't oh, care if it makes Comics me. means we can talk about whatever we want. You know <laughs> what? True. There are no rules. It's true. There's a bright flash of light and Yoda sitting there. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Who's that Pokemon? Um, <laughs> Jesus. Fuck. It's war crimes. <laughs> I'm quitting the pod. <laughs> Of course, the white man laughs about war crimes. Oh my! Just kidding. That's I know. True. I know your history. I get it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> I know it's later in the the outline, but I really want to talk about buckets of blood. <laughs> buckets Which of is blood. Just my favorite thing I've ever heard anyone refer to themselves as. It sounds like a weird like sitcom metal band, but. It's just the best. It's, so it's this like, is this is actually sorry, yeah, based context, on. Thank you. I can I can give a little context from some of the interviews when High Republic stuff first started coming out. Buckets of Blood is based on a real person in, that DJ met when he, he was a paramedic. He used to be a paramedic. He has um, honestly following him on Twitter is great for many reasons because he's hysterical and also brilliant. But he also every so often he will tell just a wild ass story from when he used to be a paramedic and they are just beyond reckoning and this is probably what anyway go on <laughs> yeah and so apparently there was this like big giant paramedic dude who used to just like get on the horn and be like buckets of blood is on the way <laughs> and then they would be like why the fuck do you call yourself buckets of blood he's like Cause i i put the buckets of blood back into people <laughs> the most logical conclusion of course I'm really concerned for that paramedic like, right. What, what are they? What's happening? You know, when you're a paramedic and you see some shit, you gotta stay sane somehow. <laughs> oh my! It's true. Yeah, so, no. Bucks of Blood is based on a true story. That's, I, I adore that. that. I adore. I adore that. It's so I just good. thought it, it was like you know, this Jedi has the vibes of like some frat guy who never got a a nickname, so he got to like his junior senior year and decided to name himself. Um, yeah. Yes, that's so true. Oh my. I also God. love the Padawans being like, buckets of what now? <laughs> no, I like how they're just like, ew. And he's just like, I hate fighting. I hate fighting. I hate fighting. I hate fighting. And he's just like pa- absolutely panicking. And the Padawans are like, dad? <laughs> yeah, well, I love them... that we all interpreted it as him calling himself buckets of blood. Like, yeah, I'm here to fuck shit up. And then like, I'm going to release buckets of bu- blood from my enemies. Right. And then actually, and I love when the kids, like you said, it, it's very, you can tell DJ was spent time being judged by youths. Um, and then also when they're like why are you grossed out by fighting you called yourself buckets of blood he's like like, and then he just looks at them and he's just like I'm a medic like it's the most obvious thing ever I know (laughs) I'm just imagining somebody bleeding and him just like trying to like fucking like float the blood in the air with the force yes. and shove it back in. Scoop <laughs> it up off the ground and put it back in the body. <laughs> just like some bizarre mixture of like Benny Hill and like Katara bloodbending. I was about to say. That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> I'm just picturing all the like particles of dirt and rocks and things. It's fine. We don't 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 worry about this it. This is how you get diseases for sure. Oh god. <laughs> this is this is this is how COVID happened actually. People somebody lick dirt or whatever um <laughs> I think I there's a big difference between licking dirt and putting like old coagulated blood filled with like Maybe minerals he keeps and it not coagulated it's, also it's, i want to i want to point out i want to point out the irony that kate is the one who said that covid was caused by licking dirt kate 
who famously has never met a mold she wouldn't eat. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, is this the argument you want to have, Kate? Listen, you just, it's fine. <laughs> it's just, fu- it's it's fine. It's all penicillin if you believe. Listen, if the if cordyceps, if the cordyceps zombie virus actually happens, it's going to be me. And I'm fine with that. Just take me out first and then I'll have to deal with shit. That's fine. <laughs> you just have to tell us that you're feeling weird. I've watched a lot of Resident Evil media in my life. Like... <laughs> That's amazing. Um, we'll get back to talking about DJO and his incredible Sorry, sense yeah, of humor DJO. in a second. Ooh, no, no, no. Fun. Like that's fine. Buckets of blood is here to be to be to be discussed for fucking sure. Um, I just really want to quickly talk about Marky on Rowe and the fact that we finally get to see him. He's got a pretty badass like get up going on. I was just like, we get to the cover of I think it's like issue three, the one where we're, like we get a clo- we get a close-up of several people's like busts basically and um it's we get to see his helmet and like the eye symbol painted on it which is pretty badass i just enjoy the art there um, i like how he switched out his helmet purely for vibes <laughs> i mean if you're a bad guy that's what you do right the vibes are part of the badness absolutely I definitely like read him in um light of the jedi as having like a real nerdy vibe coming off of him oh you i mean you always read a nerdy vibe coming off of people. But I'm really true, excited for had, us to get I had some support for that. <laughs> I'm really excited for us to get to the Lorna D audiobook because his voice is just so unexpected, except maybe for Burb. Is it? Is it? Is it wildly high? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Voice is wildly high. Um, I'm I'm ex- I am excited for that because. I don't know. You expect him to have a helmet on and there's a voice modulator in it so he can sound more akin to Vader, but apparently not. Um, I just, what is the thing? I want to know what the purple thing is. And Chris says we don't get to find out what the purple weapon, whatever the goddamn fuck thing he's looking for. Oh, the artifact. Yeah. We don't get to find out until when, Chris? Um, Second wave. Rising storm. But I want it now. We did see a little cameo from the purple thing at the end of Flight of the Jedi. I was, was looking at oh, yeah, no, I know. The same purple thing from there? Yes. It is. Okay. Right, but I want to know, like, what it is. <laughs> it's Mace Windu's soul. No! <laughs> it's like the soul in the briefcase from it... Pulp Fiction, but oh. Mace Windu. No. It's her purple, and she needs it now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just, I just, I want to know what the glowy thing is. Um,. Also, I just love how, like, Star Wars is just a series of, like, people adopting children by accident. So, Mark and Rose are dead now. <laughs> Surprise. I know. And I'm just like, congrats. You are now the proud uh, guardian of the shittiest white kid I've ever seen in my life. I just want fucking um, Zine and Lula to be girlfriends if they want. And then yes. her for Zine oh, to Oh, I 100% fucking... got those vibes. I was like, oh, good. Oh, that's interesting. Good they for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Uh, I was just like, do I want this to happen or is this actually... Anyway. Um doesn't matter it should happen regardless if, if whether it's there quote unquote there or not but anyway i was just like zine get go 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 be girlfriends and fucking eat this white kid straight past the outer rim and never look at him ever again don't speak to him he never existed i'm just like god this is the worst most annoying child i've seen in star wars since i don't know when i'm try i'm legitimately trying to think maybe ezra fucking bridger <laughs> like god he's the worst I yeah, just I mean I I get that like you know the Jedi are bad and the force is evil and you know you've known this the whole time and I'm just learning of it now but also like 
Also, don't be You're a- focused on her lying to you, so you turn on her real quickly. I mean, like, you know, that's and on that elder. He's like, yo, yeah. it was him. Oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, you're just a little, little shit. You're a little rat. Oh, my God. I was just like, like, like you know, there's like feeling betrayed and whatever the fuck. And then there's being an ass clown. And I was like, well. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all been accused by children of things that we're like, I really think everyone knows that this is not what's happened. But this is just another level. Also, he's too old for that. He's He's got to be like 12. Right, because he's older yeah. than Zine, because he helped take care of Zine. So, right, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing is, or he's whatever. just a piece of shit. No, Sorry. he's the he's the he's he's the fucking worst. I just does he show up in books? Um, he'll show up in Midnight Horizon, which is the last book of Phase One of the Higher Republic. So I can also written by DJ. Oh, um, but I yeah, no, Crick's Kamarat canonically just a huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we'll we'll get into that as we continue reading. What a delight. My word. <laughs> How wonderful. Um, also, yeah. Um, just Chris, just straighten out something from, uh, in the timeline for me. Mm-hmm. So we see the gaze electric yes. um, in, in, the, in the IDW comics, which is Mark Ambrose's ship, which we also saw in Light of the Jedi. Yes. Loden Greatstorm is being held prisoner on the gaze electric. Yes. D- are people not able to sense that this motherfucker is, is like keeping a whole ass Jedi Master just like prisoner in his ship basement or whatever the fuck you call it? Well, so we don't see the gaze electric. <laughs> what? With anywhere with the Jedi? Okay. Because on Trimant Trimant Four, they have like a little spider, sh- a little spider boy shuttle. Yeah, which I'm sure you loved. Yeah, the best. Spiders are your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so. That was kind of like, you know, and then later we okay. kind of see them fucking around on the Gaze Electric, but that's like when they're not traveling with the Jedi. It doesn't seem like the true. Gaze Electric is a ship that goes into battle. I guess that's true. I mean, going Yeah, to but battle, is it anywhere like... in the system still? Or not necessarily. Like, I mean, drop them off sh- and yeet, yeet into hyperspace. I mean, I feel back. like the shuttle is probably hyperspace equipped. It is. Pick I me think up at nine, them. mom. It, it, the, no, the spider is hyperspace equipped. They, they had a little okay. diagram. It was cute. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> oh, I love those. those so fun. the gaze. So no Jedi have been okay on or near the gaze electric okay. right now. So, um, I mean, it's a fair, it's a fair point of where does everybody think Loden Greatstorm is right now, and we're gonna get into that. Well, they think he's mad dead. Exactly. Well, yeah, we know that a little bit. Most they people do think he's dead. Lot. We're gonna, you know, learn more about um, Loden and why am I having a brain fart right now? His Padawan. Bell. Bell, thank you. Bell's out of far. We're gonna learn more about them in the Rising Storm. Okay. Well, fair enough. But yeah, no, I was just, I just also I don't have a good concept. Chris, stop playing with your fucking microphone. Um, I don't have a good concept of how big the gaze electric is either, because I'm like, it's big enough to have a basement, a fucking life support pod for a little old lady, and a gladiator ring, apparently. So <laughs> in secrets also yes. like Enough space that people don't go everywhere on the ship. Right. And right. they don't hear everything on the ship. Because right. there's yeah. an old woman being tortured, like, screaming all the time. I know! My general thought is that it's capital ship-sized. So Fair it's enough. like, you know, maybe not like a full-on Star Destroyer, because those are, like, even Big. bigger than what came before because Empire, but, like, maybe like a Venator. Okay. Fair enough. Still. So, you know, probably, like, a few kilometers from end to end. Fair enough. B- big, big enough that, like, there are places you can hide shit, for sure. I just, I just love the name of that ship. It's Gaze Electric is a great name for a ship. Um, all right. I want to quickly talk about a little bit more about DJO um, as an author. Uh, so we've read 
his stuff before. He wrote Last Shot, um, the Han and Lando book that we read in the before times. <laughs> um, that was way before grad school and everything else, um, which is a which is an adult novel. Uh, this is a middle grade comic book. Um, we've read a little bit of Cabin too, honestly, and he wrote um, one of the and o- the Obi Wan story in the original, a certain point of view, I want to say, um, but we haven't gotten to his like full length stuff yet. Um, so we'll put that aside for now. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about like what differences or similarities. I guess this is mostly a question for Chris and Burb um, between this comic and his adult his writing for adults because I do think he has certain stylistic flourishes that he'll put in there. I don't um, know. He he makes this fun like mm-hmm. like everything you know that he's gotten there. It's you know. Um, you know, folks are making jokes. Uh, I feel like, and I, I know it's, you know, more of the, I don't know how people collaborate to make comics, but I, I very much get the impression that he's, like, telling a story and, like, sounding out the sound effects. Yes. Oh, my God, that's so true. Absolutely. He's just, like, in his brain. is just, like, he's probably on the phone with, like, whoever and just being, like, all right, it needs to be spelled like this. <laughs> Like, you know, the lightsabers, like, like, pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Absolutely. I, it's interesting reading him in comics and some of his children's stuff, because I know he, he does a lot of middle grade writing outside of Star Wars. Um, and I've, I don't know if anybody else has read the Book of Lost Saints, but that's also his kind of one other adult book that he's written outside of Star Wars. But he is, he has this really incredible way of not changing himself to fit what he is writing and instead like bending the style of what he is writing to fit his own voice and that's a little bit less apparent in last shot just because he just naturally writes han and lando's voices so well oh my god he was the perfect person to write that book like honestly um and so it's like you know it's it's kind of hard to tell like you know what would he do in a book that isn't supposed to be like this but like in book of lost saints for example like that book is like a, it's a coming-of-age tale. It's a, you know, family loss and reconciliation tale. It's also, like, halfway through, you realize it's kind of a ghost story. Like, and yet it's all written in the same very, like, unmistakable conversational style that he, like, you know, very just off-the-top-of-the-head style that he writes in. Um, and that's definitely, you know, apparent, like you said, Burb, even in just the way that the sound effects are spelled out here. Like, you can tell... <laughs> that he is like, I have a vision in my head of how stupid this is going to look and it's going to be great. <laughs> um, so he's really, he's, he, he, he has a very consistent voice in that regard in, and in his really impressive ability to bend the framework of what he is writing to his style rather than the other way around. And he has a, like a really incredible knack, I think, for character voice um just making everyone sound you know like just delivering so much characterization through dialogue and like descriptions for characters and making them all sound like individuals and they all feel very different even though they all feel like they came out of his brain like obviously buckets of blood is based on a real person but like only he would be like fuck yeah i'm gonna put this in a star war obviously like that's the that's the kind of thing that only he would do i feel like like it's it's I don't want to say he's got this like I don't I don't know I don't know if it, absurdist is quite the right word for it, but he's just like I don't know he brings this like chaotic element I feel like to to Star Wars like in a great way that just um yeah his 
the way he incorporates his real world, world experience is he does it in a way that only he could do and definitely a fucking white person couldn't do. So yeah, bless him. I'm excited that he's I'm just when, when they said he was going to be on this project, I was so fucking excited because I was just like, yes, give me all the things. And so <laughs> I'm just like very excited to read more of what he's done in this particular little corner of the Star Wars universe. And it's interesting. Yeah. There was actually uh, so we're recording this the day that Andor uh, first came out on Disney Plus, And so there was a lot of talk on Twitter about it. And Tom, uh, a friend of the pod, Darth and Turnus from Delray, tweeted something really interesting that I think actually really applies to DJO and kind of his creative style, where he's basically like, there's two kinds of Star Wars stories. And there's the, there's the kind of Star Wars story where it's, I wonder what happened in this time gap. And then there's the kind of Star Wars story where you're like, what if we did this? Mm-hmm. And DJO is very much a what if we did this author. I like mean, he's he not a little bit both, honestly. I mean, I, I he can fit his ideas into a time period and mm-hmm. make it work. But to me, he is fundamentally like kind of similar to like, you know, I mean, I, I, I hate to compare everybody to Ryan Johnson because I swear he's not like the pinnacle of everything, but he is a very good Star Wars creator. But like. It's the same vibe of, like, I am going to tell the story I want to tell and then fit things around it. As opposed to, I am going to start with a premise of there is a hole that I'm trying to fill. And I think that's I think that's two very different approaches. And mm-hmm. I think that the, that mm-hmm. that first one of I am going to tell my story and then we'll make it work is what Star Wars is largely missing right now. I mean, even in Obi-Wan Kenobi, and full disclosure, I have not watched Andor yet, but, like just looking at the premise of Andor, like those are, those are not quote unquote original stories with original characters. They are filling holes. That doesn't mean they can't be great. I loved Obi-Wan Kenobi. I've heard nothing but fantastic things about Andor, but like they lack that spark of, I have no fucking idea what could happen next. Right. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's a fair point. It's just like, you know, there are dire straits in Last Shot, but we all, we also knew like who wa- who wasn't gonna die, right? Like it's it's yeah. that kind of a thing. No, I, I see what you're saying for sure, absolutely. Um, yeah, and then I think I assume you put put this put this topic down, Chris. Uh, what do comics add to the High Republic? Yeah, so just like this is the first non novel that we've read for the High Republic, and and it is a you know famously very multimedia effort it's got books it's got comics it's got audiobooks we're gonna get the acolyte i was gonna say (laughs) um which god damn the acolyte cast jacksonville (laughs) i just all of my hopes for the future of star wars are riding on that show um leave people of color alone okay listen i'm not happy about it uh but so, yeah, like, what do we think that this medium adds to the higher public that we didn't get in something like Light of the Jedi or Into the Dark, for example? Listen, at the risk of, like, sounding like a fool, I I, I, I appreciated the pretty pictures. Like, but in all seriousness, like, getting, I mean, the, the coolest thing for me, honestly, was getting visual for Marky and Rogue just because he's just clearly is just like a looming villain. And he's just like. I just, I just, you know, like you were saying, like, I don't know what's going to happen next with him. And he feels so unpredictable, even though obviously he has a grand plan because, like, I've never met him before. So, like, getting, a, you know, putting a putting a helmet to the name <laughs> was, like, it was, like, kind of an awesome thing. Getting to see people's lightsabers, getting to see how people dress. Like, like I was saying um, when we were reading Tests of Courage, like, I like the little, it was kind of fun, like, you know, to get those, the, the full color illustrations 
throw out that so I could get a better idea of what these characters look like because they've only been um, in written media so far um, and most of it largely without any types of visuals and obviously there's concept art that like Star Wars is put online and whatever but obviously that only gets you so far so um, you know just having having more basically to look at like literally um, was really was was a fun thing for me it I mean, like, this story specifically definitely feels like something that would be, like, the D-plot of one of the the major books that we've read so far. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a fun little side mission, but, you know, and it's got good content, it's got fun stuff, and there's lightsabers, and they found this Force kid. Can we keep her? And... (laughs) You know, and it, it's that kind of that world building and like um, t- scene setting kind of story that there just isn't space for otherwise. Because it's not enough, you know, like I don't think there's enough on this planet for like a whole book, but they can't fit it in the other ones because like there's a lot of shit going on in the galaxy right now. And all at the same time. All yeah. at the same time. I guess I would add um, the planet that they're on. I'm sorry. It's uh, it's like 10 o'clock and we all know my brain stops functioning roughly between 6 and 7 p.m., if not <laughs> earlier. Um, so I don't remember the name of the planet. But I am always here for world building. I love the idea of a planet where people have this sort of maybe it's because my grandparents are Jehovah's Witnesses. So maybe that's maybe it just feels familiar. But this world where they're like, no, no, like don't worry about the Jedi. Like that stuff is bad. Right. I mean, cause it is really giving me Jehovah's witness vibes. Oof. Well, maybe I should change my answer. This is totally my grandma being like, that's worldly. Don't, don't do that. Oh, God damn it. Anyways, I was going to say, I love the world building of, you know, this society that's very clearly anti force usage, even though it's fucked up. It just adds, you know, I like a little bit of conflict, I guess. Oh yeah. Stories, but, um, but now I'm wondering if I need to go to therapy. So, <laughs> Listen, I mean, yes, and we Who all among need us? space therapy. Mm-hmm. Sit an egg, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was like three years ago. I don't know why I'm still saying that, but I mean, you're not wrong. No it's therapy, sit an egg. Um, what I, I like say about what I want to say there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what I, what I like about the visual is that you know, very similar to what you said, Kate. Like it's it's being it's there's a difference between imagining it and seeing it and i mean especially for something like star wars which is like at its core very visual like even if people don't know star wars if they see a picture of darth vader they know it's darth vader like it is it's something that like the visuals of it seep into the collective consciousness and i think that that's something that you know for for many reasons you know primary among them is that there's more than one thing happening in entertainment media nowadays at a time like we don't really see that from media or star wars in particular anymore um and i think that it's just nice to see that focus on visual and being able to see like even drawn out like it's drawn out in a really like um active did you just bop your fucking microphone again you fucking degenerate um (laughs) it's it's drawn in a very active like movement focused way and so you like can see the lightsaber slashing and you can see the um the blasters and everything and you can see the 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 giant trash monster and so like (laughs) these are all things that i think in in their own way obviously like star wars didn't start out as comics but it does help it gets back to get 
back to its core a little bit. Yeah, I know we don't fuck with Marvel, but I did love seeing um, Keeve's lightsaber, which I have erased from my brain if we've seen already in the books. But seeing it in a visual was fantastic. I was like, oh, fuck. That's all. Sorry, I swear a lot. I don't know why I'm apologizing for that. Book wars. But um, <laughs> I was. What is. I need to go to bed. But, Swearing yeah, on I this was, uh, Shocking. Um, but yeah, I love the visual of that. Yeah. Yes. What? Kate, Kate's going to get rid of me from our friend group. Bye. <laughs> Anyways, I thought that yeah. looked cool. That's all I'm saying. Great point. Woo. Glad I added it. <laughs> I mean, no. honestly, though, I love. I mean, I love that they've given the. the just like in terms of just like you know small details in terms of like you know ron what you're saying about world building um in terms of differentiating this era from any that that we've seen before especially in the skywalker saga like the lightsabers they, they feel different the clo- the clothes that they wear they 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 are designed differently there's there's more i feel like there's more decoration and ostentation on it as even to, avar chris's hair was different and yeah. more interesting yes totally um but yeah no and i think that i mean just the fact that these lightsabers have a little bit more personality to them, I feel like, um, is different from, like, say, the prequel era, where it's just, like, don't have feelings ever. Um, you know. Pinsio don't feel. Exactly. Uh, d- you know, like, we're just gonna wear, like, really, like, down-home, like, homespun fucking clothes and not have all the the pretty embroidery decoration on anymore like it's just like it's a yeah it's it, it's the it's the little details that tell us about the character and the time period we're in and all of that good stuff all right that feels like a good place to wrap it up uh thank you for listening to this episode of the book wars pod um be sure to get why is it a new bi- bisexual vaccine because it's two vaccines <laughs> Because it's the bivalent vaccine. Oh, okay. I understand. Jesus I get it. Christ. Someone thought they had a vaccine. Bisexual okay. community, Chris. Hey, get your new bi vaccine plus a flu shot. Thank you. Um, for our oh, next sake. episode, we're going to be starting the Dr. Afra audiobook um, written by Sarah Kuhn. Um, there's also a script version if you prefer reading um, or just want to read along with the audio. Uh, but we're going to be listening to slash reading the start through scene 23, which is about halfway through. Uh, so we hope that you will join us for that one. It's been a minute since we did an audiobook, so we're very excited. Also, because we haven't been doing Marvel Comics, we haven't checked in with Afra in like 85 years, and she is me. Oh, no, it's yeah. <laughs> she, she is me. No, it's fantastic because this is an opportunity for us to get to know Afra because it's essentially a retelling of the first run of the Darth Vader comics where we were introduced to her but through her eyes and so it's great to see what I was just gonna say happy bisexual awareness week speaking of Dr. Afra. anyway it's true Dr. Afra is not bisexual yeah, she's fully though. gay she's, she's, she's just, fully gay she's straight up gay <sighs> okay sorry so Keeks hates lesbians got it we know um yeah Keeks famously hates famously hates famously yeah. <laughs> uh if you have the means, please, first and foremost, donate to uh, Brigada Solidaria del Oeste. Uh, and we will post the information for that in the show notes and on Twitter. Um, then, if you still want to support us, you can donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon or give us copy at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. Uh, our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. 
and our audio and production are done as always by Kristen McDonald for all of us including all of our better uh, better habs doesn't work for pets but the, the stars of our household Argos, Cerberus, Jasper, Orca, and Tony uh, for Kristen, Kate, Miranda, and Rana I'm Chris, thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week